Alright, welcome to uh, the Chemical Podcast episode 8. Wow, we've done 8 of these. Excellent. Uh, Paul Katumas, aka Boomer, uh, as your host again for this week. Uh, we have a very special guest with us this week, which we'll get to in a second. But first, we'll uh, introduce the uh, the usual suspects here each week. Uh, Mike Tui, my cousin. How are you? I'm good, Boom. How you doing? I am uh, living the dream, man. One nightmare. Um, <laughs> halves. You there? Here. That's a half a miracle. You got your tequila? Of course. I'm going to play a little fun game with our guest tonight. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Love it. Bridge, you here? Our, fa- our famous here. producer, uh, Jay Stu-esque guy. That's good. Your voice sounds good, too. We can hear you. That's yeah. excellent. All right. Special guest. Uh, most of you guys in the wiffle ball world know this uh, this gentleman here. Uh, probably the first time you've been called a gentleman, too, Connor. Uh, Connor Young. That's a great start already. Um... <laughs> um, I always do this. We talked to this earlier. Like, uh, Give us a quick 30 second, 40 seconds, however long you want to do. Who you are, just for people. I know I have friends and family that don't know who any of you guys are that listen to this. So uh, t- tell us who you are, what team you play for, all that good stuff in the world of Wiffle. Yeah, um, well, Connor Young, 26, um, from Jersey. Lived here my whole life. Uh, got into Whiffs when I was about 12, so I've been really just playing pretty much my entire life. Uh, nowadays, I'm playing for Earl in Mid-Atlantic and Golden Stick Yard. And for uh, Nationals, I'm playing, well, U-Whips, I play for uh, the Phenoms with Josh Pagano, Jordan Robles, Vin Lee, and Toast. Beautiful. Connor, do you remember, uh, this is one of the first games I remember playing against you back in 2013, when when Stein hit the home run. I was playing with Doom, with Dean Up, and uh, uh, I was going to call him Reggie Bush, but Ryan Bush. Uh, (laughs) Yep, that was was a crazy game, man. The wind was swimming like 50 miles per hour, and Stein hit a pop-up at just... Time. And it hit the leaves overhanging. That would have been caught. I, oh, 100%. Promise. Yeah, it would have been caught yep. five feet in front of a normal fence. Ten yep. feet. Thing yep. yep. And that's... So that was... Uh, that was uh, What was that? The Golden Stick? That was Golden, Golden Stick, Stick Savannah. Yeah, we made a run to the yeah. Final Four that year and uh, lost to Steffi and State of Mind and those guys. Uh, yeah. Too. That was, that was a sick tournament, man. That was the that was the Norris tournament. That was probably the greatest. Yeah, that's right. Him and Foley went like twenty seven innings or something, right? Uh, he threw like forty. He threw like forty seven. <laughs> he yeah. threw at least forty that inning. It was, I mean, that uh, weekend it was nuts. Yeah, it that's was crazy. so you were what were you sixteen then? Like I was seven, seventeen that year. 17? Jesus Christ, man! You were throwing BBs back then. Good for you for making it this long. I, I was bro. I had I went through. I was nastier when I was seventeen. I'm telling you, I had better stuff. I was an ace. Right? No, I remember. <laughs> I faced you. That was a <laughs> it was, fun uh, game, man. Jesus. Um, all right. I mean, you know how we're doing on here, uh, Connor. We don't... I mean, I got some shit written down. We do topics. We do questions. But for the most part, we just kind of... We shoot the shit and see where the kind of the convo goes. So there's nothing, you know... We should probably... We should probably get the elephant out of the room, though. Okay. So Habs wants to get the elephant off the room. He thinks you're angry at him or something. Um, no, no, no. Connor... I'd like for you to maybe speak for yourself here. You texted me last night with some concerns, maybe, about the podcast. I'd like you to like reiterate your take, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, I don't remember word for word what I texted you. It's not that deep, but fuck it. No, I was just All of a giving sudden, you. It's not that deep. I was right just giving you guys right shit right because. Right 
Let him yeah, speak. Yeah, you want me to, want to go now? I was just giving you guys shit because uh, you guys were dissing the fucking scumcast, which, like, in reality isn't, like, made to be, like, it's not that those things weren't made, those pre-tourney podcasts for the teams, they weren't made so, like, you guys could game plan and know every single thing about those teams. Half, a good chunk of those teams are from leagues we don't even know of, really. So, mainly those were kind of also just shoot the shit podcasts and just get buzz going. So, that... That's really where, like, I was kind of, like, bummed out that you guys were just shitting on it. It was, And it's also, like, if you guys want good ones, then you guys should have just done it because you guys make a clean podcast every time. So I think if you're going to shit on it, at least you should have made the effort to fucking try and do it. That's all. Now I got to drink, like, three times, Habs. Yeah, buddy, I got, like, three shots now. Come on. I think, I think maybe it was taken a little bit out of context because I think – from I thought I was talking about the Shut Up Stein podcast. I didn't even know that was about the Scum podcast. I was talking about on the Shut Up Stein podcast when they're all high as balls and there's like a 45-second awkward silence and no one knows what's going on. Well, that doesn't happen with me and Red. I don't know. Could have It, it might have been Tui that said the exact, like, he didn't. He hated the Scumcast or was kind of shitting on it. I don't know. I figured it was both of <laughs> you. But I kind of also, I'm mid-listening to it in my car, and I heard you guys start shitting on it, and I just switched it off. I was like, I'm done. Not a fan anymore. Can't listen to it. But fucking, uh, here I am. Kid here. can't handle the I smoke, am. huh? What? Can't handle the smoke? What smoke? Nah, I just wasn't going to fucking sit there and support it after that. That's all. I can't handle the fucking smoke. I'm going to be blackout by the end of the night if you don't control yourself. Easy. You know. Um, twos. I wanted to get tippy right away. What'd you expect? Let two let Tui reply here real quick. Twos go because you because he mentioned you. He said you shit on it too. So why don't you defend yourself on what you said as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, I want to know what game you guys are playing because <laughs> you you need to let us know what's going on. I'm, I'm guessing they're taking a shot at tequila every time they say fuck. <laughs> Am I close? That, that's what I was thinking. Abs texted right. me said every time that I curse he's gonna do that. I was like, all right, well, I'll honor it and do the same. So, okay, all right. Isn't gonna end well. Honestly, I didn't even try and just drop that many right out the gate either. So oh, I know. It's just natural. Bridgie Hill's our stunt producer, and he'll edit some of them out if it gets really out of control. So that's that's okay. We, we, <laughs> I don't keep it PG around here, Connor. So you swear as much as you want, man. Well, I think the catchphrase around here is Bridge edit that out between Boomer and Babs and everyone that's been on here. That's yeah, said uh, quite a bit. Um, but, uh, anyways, yeah, I think the reason that other Wiffle Ball podcast came up is because, boom, you said Lanigan was saying, like, there are some good topics or yeah, Lanigan had things for you, to do and, uh, like, saying that we should try out stuff like that. Yep. So, I, I mean, I don't think I was shitting on anyone in general. I mean, obviously, there are only so many Wiffle Ball podcasts, but, and because of that, when I'm listening to a Wiffle Ball podcast... I want to hear about whiffs and like, I understand if it's not a serious thing, like that's cool. All my point was saying that when I'm listening to those, I want to hear about the game. I want to hear about players and matchups. I, I don't want to sit there and hear, Oh my God, I'm so high right now. And that's not like at yeah, you. I, that's I, just in general. Like we sit there and say that though. That's just, it, that doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't no, I'm <laughs> I'm not saying you. I think that's like a Stein thing that I've heard. I'm just saying in general. Like oh, I want to hear about. Yeah, Stein has said that many times. Like, oh, I'm way too high for this right now. Yeah, that's, that's right. So. All I'm saying is, that, you know, I feel like obviously it's that stuff is part of the game, but I feel like the majority of the people that are logging on to listen to a wiffle ball podcast want to hear about wiffle ball, and 
accurate things about teams and players which i get like you're saying it wasn't like a serious thing it was trying to drive hype and that like that's cool that makes sense yeah no it's it's really just more of a lighthearted podcast me and red just shooting the shit so it's not supposed to be taken like the be all end all of like a serious podcast or like go off this for all of your natty needs you know what i mean or or uh uh what's the word i'm looking for uh fucking uh like teams and shit just like i don't know yeah but like at the end of the day part of a podcast is for people to be opinionated and share those things with whoever's listening whoever's in the room with them so yeah that's I mean, all i did like at the end of the day i'm not taking direct shots at anybody i'm just sharing how i feel dude, dude, you, you and me you know me i know you you're the fucking one of the nicest guys in the sport it's not like i'm saying you're fucking like going crazy and fucking being a dickhead it's like you know it just seemed like a slight that's the only reason why i had to comment on it yeah i i feel you but you know you could reach out to me you don't have to text halves yeah for sure and maybe until <laughs> next time all right. If he hadn't text tabs, though, he wouldn't be on the show right now. So let's give him that, yeah, right? Yeah, I knew we'd talk at some point. <laughs> and one thing to, you know, I'm not defending Connor or, or anything, too, but one of the things that I had written down for tonight was, like, it, that we kind of talked about last night when this topic came up. And, Connor, they some of these guys didn't even really want you on. Well, not maybe anyone in here, but Lopes, who does, isn't even never even been on this, was like, he didn't want you to come on our podcast because he thought you might trash us or something. And I immediately, like said get this fucking kid on the podcast like you nah, bro, like, dude, 603 brand you know what I, mean? I got way too much respect for it bro you know way what i mean so what garen you guys so i mean for christ's sakes the person in this chat has fucking called us frauds last week so i mean jesus christ yeah, so, but, I, mean, dude, I heard that too it's fucking nuts so i mean i'm just but my point is like I, and one of the questions i'm going to say is like what each podcast like what do we want this podcast to be and grow into it might be different than what you're doing over on your end and what you guys are doing. And it, neither one has, you know, more than one way to skin yeah, a no, cat, right? Like, trust me, this is why I've liked your guys' podcast because it's four guys who are talking like the very specifics of the game. That's like very insightful and good to listen to. You know what I mean? It's been different guys, different vets too. Like the Noter one was fucking awesome. Hearing you guys talk or you talk about like Golden Stick Blue, I mean, that's like the type of stuff like yep. I, I grew up on. So it's like there are different types of podcasts. That's all. Yeah, I think there's an audience for everything because I've also like while I'll get the people who don't maybe like how Tui said want something more insightful and serious. There's also a lot of people who love just us shooting the shit and talking about stuff that maybe like other people up there might not talk about as much or be as in touch with. But like that Rudd and I, you know, in the community down here, maybe have like insight or jokes on inside jokes and shit. Yeah, talk about shit. That's all. Right. And like that's exactly right the part of the underlying reason we started this was because we felt like there was room for another type of podcast that had that sort of content and that's why we wanted to do that yeah definitely agree and like believe me like you guys were saying with landing and how is uh all these ideas too i feel like there's so much like uh room for like more insightful like in-depth types of things that like you can sit down and you'd hear from a pro say you at a tournament but you don't really get to hear for an hour on end on a podcast you know what i mean and that's some of the things I do with some of these questions. I don't know how much you listen, Connor, but like I try not like I do a lot of mostly obviously wiffle ball questions, but like I try and mix it up. Yeah, but it's so like mental I, stuff too. You'll ask a lot of like the mental side of the game too. Yeah. It's like a very important thing that doesn't get talked about enough, like the very fine details of that. Like we try not to I don't like I mean we the lists are great, but we don't always want to just do okay, who's the top five here, who's the top five there? Like I, you know, I want to know questions about these guys. Like last week we did like, you know, worst injury or something like that that we had, or toughest injury and you know, mix it up, you know, not just the same, same old shit. Oh, who's your top five? Who's your top five? What's, you know, try and 
We did a trade last week too, for Christ's sakes. I don't think you were, and we can do that again. <laughs> that might have been. Apple. I think he logged off before <laughs> yeah. that. Wow. Good chance. <laughs> no, nah, literally though, I was bin- I binged like five of them the other day, like fucking one through one through six or something. I don't know where, but oh, that's dope though. Yeah, no, nah, I realized. Well, you guys, you guys didn't have them on fucking spot or Spotify at first, so you guys need to get them on the uh, the national wiffle thing that Gannon runs. The, uh... Is that who runs it? Because we weren't yeah. sure like who's Figure in charge of that. Yeah. yeah, man, come on, man, make a couple texts, boys. Get yourself on there, cause that's that's how you'll get everyone listening to it, bro. You'll, like people would like these podcasts. You just you need to get it to the like that's where everyone waits for the big uh like that's where everyone looks first. I think is Apple Podcasts, cause they always get dropped on there first. The Wiffle Now stuff. So like instead like you could still have your Spotify page and your Podbean, but you could have it on there too. So just kind of mainline right to like all the Whiff guys. That's dope. Bridge, you writing this down? Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> You're welcome, podcast. <laughs> well, you um, I just doubled your guys viewers you're welcome just went from fucking nine to 18 let's go yeah but we also i didn't even know i didn't even know we had nine you're on the pod nine's not bad 18's better eight nine nine's not nine's a solid number and we're by whiff by whiff numbers 100 percent take nine or you guys weren't even using the apple podcast thing with the wiffle now thing so nine's did we, how many did we have? Does anyone actually know? Bridge, you know how many yeah, we actually have? I'm going to look it up right now. Connor, what is the abbreviation under your picture? What is that supposed to mean? I think it just gave me that. I-M-C-C-Y-F-C. <laughs> I don't know who, like, or how that happened. I think it just gave me, like, an auto- I don't know. No, C Young one two eight two. No, I, I guess like I only used this once when I was doing a podcast with Lanigan uh, and Jordan, and I think I just never got around to really updating much. I changed my picture to like some picture from like six years ago, but other than that, I'm done. Like- <laughs> so Connor, who are I? Why Bridge looks up how many viewers we have? Uh, we did this like week one. Who is your top three players in the game right now? Uh, you don't have to go in any order if you don't want. You can just name three. There's there's so many good players right now. It's so like there's so many different. I feel like there's so many different ways you could look at it too. You know what I mean? You can make an argument. Right. I think there's 15 different guys. But me personally, if I if it was three, I'd say uh, like Jordan Robles, Stant, and probably Ryan Mac uh, McElrath. And Habs is laughing. Habs, why are you laughing? Because of the McElrath. That's just so funny to me. Those goddamn McElraths. <laughs> it's funny that Gary actually heard your guys' podcast and thought that that was his name. Yeah, see, that's see, that's the type of shit you only get on Scumcast. You guys aren't calling the McElraths the McElraths. Go with the program. That shit's away. <laughs> uh, I still guys, don't know. You guys don't have G- Gerard audios. Like, keep up. You got great how's, stuff uh, on over there. How's your pet bird doing, Connor? No. Pet bird? Yeah, man, you had a pet bird on one of those podcasts. Oh my god, bro, that's where the through the he was like just I know it was a cricket, dude. A cricket got through like the fucking like I don't know how the fuck, but he was like in between the window and the window was wild, and he was like caught in there. And then uh, I think I forget how that thing got out, but something like killed it or something. That was actually funny. You were tweaking for like five yeah, I was bugging out, bugging out. I'm sitting here probably stoned, just paranoid about this fucking it would i'd go over there it would stop and i would start again just losing my shit 
Habs is a whole bottle of tequila deep by now, hopefully. I was not talking for like five minutes because I was just catching up on the shots I'm taking. Yeah, dude, there's no, there's no way that you can do that. Well, I just won't be here for the end of the podcast. Just sleep by <laughs> What man am I wearing at the end of the day? All right, we got we got all pitchers man in here. Word. Here we go. Got, right, I got a, one team leaves it fucking three months before the season, like four buddy, different times. Man of his word, buddy, buddy, <laughs> relax. Me and Tui, yeah. I've had Tui as my teammate for this is the fourth year straight now. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, man. Uh, but buddy, you want to talk about switching teams? Should we bring that up right now? Hey, hey my hand go. was forced. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't. I got kicked onto the phenoms. Okay, what do you want me to do tell you? Do you want to talk about this now, or do you want to save this? You talk about whatever you want. Dude. I don't care. What do you want to know? I guess it's not what I want to know. It's what the Wiffle World wants to know. What happened? It seemed like until the week of, you were on Whiff Inc. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think, I think like a lot of people, it's it's really hard to like cover every basis of kind of how all this went down because I think it really happened in phases and like or kind of organically started probably, probably like right around the start of last season or prior. Um, and I'm not even gonna start there with all those specifics, but like just scratching the surface of it, I'd say it was really just not just me and Ham. Like I think a lot of people thought it was. I think it was like me and Kenny's dynamic kind of changed as the year went on. Um, at times, like some of us were kind of alienated from each other. It seemed like we were a little clicky at times, certain guys on the team. So like I could, and like me, I always, I always look at it. Like I want to be a year or so ahead, two years ahead of a team falling apart. When I see it's not going to pan out or it's not going to go how I think it should, then be two years late. You know what I mean? And let it pan out or let it fall apart. And, not go I go how I thought it would have if we kept with that plan that I know they wanted to do and I didn't which was play with him and I didn't want to do that um and that's not even me trying to take a shot at him right now and I just didn't want to do it and I could I can always kind of see the writing on the wall you know how like sometimes you can feel like something's gonna happen after that season and I could kind of see what direction they wanted to go and I knew I didn't want to go that direction so one thing led to another, and then we, as we got close to the tournament, um, pretty much just, like, chatter about how we were going to go about some things I didn't really agree with. And, like, I was kind of thinking, like, more so for me, like, I've – and it's selfish, but I've ran the team all summer. I've ran it the past three years all summer for Earl. It's, like, kind of something I've built. And then to play with pretty much the same guys and not really have anywhere near as much of a say or any – you know, control over what we do. I mean, that was, it just didn't make sense to me from like, a, I guess, analytical standpoint, even like, I felt like I'm usually running the show, having someone who isn't out here all the time, being one of the main guys calling the shots didn't really fly for me. And it just felt like I was kind of the odd man out there. And I wasn't going to take like a backseat just because um, we were playing with Diddy Owen Ham that tournament it just didn't make sense to me. So should just kind of spiral. And then next thing you know, I got I was kicked off and then uh, jumped on the phenoms and made a hell of a run. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some things I probably regret in the aftermath of all that before the tournament happened. Um, but I mean, from like a playing standpoint, comfortability standpoint, I'm ecstatic with having landed on the phenoms and making that run and continuing playing with them. So it all really like with with wise, it worked out for me fucking great, man. I mean, I'm like not I'm not like uh, I'm used to losing like friendships over with. That's never like that's not going to fucking like make me not love the game or make me 
not want to compete. Like, I thought that shit doesn't matter to me, man. I want to win at the end of the day. So if, like, a couple people are going to hate me when it's all said and done, I really, I don't give a shit, you know? Hmm. That's an interesting take. Kind of goes back to, Boomer, what we were saying last week about, you know, not really caring about your reputation. Yeah. Yep. No, it's funny, bro, because I heard the Boomer podcast, or that podcast uh, yesterday, and I was I was like, that's, that's interesting to me, but I don't know, man. I mean, I get, I can see, I know a lot of guys who were, like, more of that villain type earlier in their career, or, like, a little more maybe, like, uh... Like, I would say a perfect example is Whiffman. Yes, yes, who, like, chill out, and then they become, like, with, like look at Whiffman now, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, bro. I like I loved Whiffman at his worst when he was nuts. Right. <laughs> that right. shit was fucking awesome. Whiffman's my favorite player of all time, man. It's because of, like, that era of when he was that guy. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, now yeah, the guy's the guy's fucking incredible. One of the best teammates I've ever had, man. Shout out with man. Sure. He was he was even back then. I played with him a couple of times. Uh, yeah, believe me, bro. That's just a different different I, version of him. I think him as your teammate, that like crazy, like will will fight someone on the field with you. That type of guy is great. That you want that guy on your side. You know what I mean? If you if you're that same type of personality and you're on the opposite sideline, you fucking hate that guy. <laughs> but me personally, I would have all I would have played with Whiffman out of see it when he was really fucking lunatic. Well, I mean that's one of our own, Gary. I mean Gary Lavoy, man. As yep. far as for me goes, playing against him, I hated that motherfucker. Like going all the way back to two thousand and four or however long I'm playing against him, hated him. Playing with him, love him. Yep. <laughs> you know, so it's like it's the same thing. We probably have a you know, there's guys yeah. like that. And I never had, yeah, I never even when I played against him a couple times, like towards the back end, like when they were like Diablos and stuff. I never like didn't like him playing against him either. I've just always been a big with man guy, but don't can totally see how those types of personalities can uh, clash like on opposite sidelines. So to kind of circle back a little bit, do you? This is a little bit off topic slightly. Do you think you could see a day where maybe you and Whitener and Kenny? I don't really know the relationship can be friends again and play wiffle ball together because i know at one point there was me and you had our beefs and me you and whitener and we were all cool now so is yeah. this a relationship that you think can't be fixed or i mean it's listen man like i said like if i do like i'm not gonna like go out of my way to fucking be a dick to people i once had like a lot of love for you know what i mean i mean obviously i have but like i'm not like gonna keep pounding that into the ground and like doing it obviously i'm at a point where it's like yeah like i'm I'll be civil. I'm always going to be civil. Like, I'm more than fine being civil with those guys. On a competitive level, though, I'm going to, you know, I want to rip their hearts out every time on the field, obviously. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I talked to him at UFC, it was, it was like, all love. It was cool, man. It wasn't like we were fucking... Like, we all knew, like, shit probably just had... It's, like, boiled over. It's kind of like, whatever. It's not really worth it anymore. We're, on, we're going our separate ways. Let's just fucking be civil. So, I think that's kind of, like, where it's at now. But... I mean, on the field, man, you know how it's going to be. Like, it's, you get, I, I, like, at the end of the day, I still got cut from that team and was said the words, we're better off without you, pretty much. So, like, in my mind, that's always going to be a thing. You know what I mean? See, I didn't know that. So, that's good. I'm glad you said that part of the story. I was going to ask you. I'm not trying to make them sound like fucking dicks who just fucking, like, drop me off and were like, fuck you. But, like, to my mind, like, that, as, like, as someone who's played with those guys for years, that's kind of how it felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Connor, I'm sure you don't hear this much, but, I agree with you. As someone who's been cut from a team, I would held a lot of grudges with those people. So for you to like say that is like I totally agree with you. Like it can be civil off the field, but once you're on the field, like you're still gonna remember at the end of the day that they did cut you and said they were better off. 
Yeah, exactly, man. Like fucking, I kind of. Who cut you? Like, Who cut you, Habs? You and... Oh no, shit. Why have we not talked about that? Oh, yeah, did you get cut from Voodoo too. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that too. <laughs> Sounds to me like you guys are getting cut too often. Jesus. Hey. You know, Maybe. you guys are pretty fucking good players. Hey, but, but, but it's always at, fucking Didio, I swear, bro. But got look at Voodoo now. Crusaders in like 2017 or 2018. Didio got cut from Withink. Didio definitely had a part. You got Didio. cut from the Crusaders? I didn't know that. Back in what was it? 20. So okay, so it was like a it was like a fake cut. So it was like the year when Golden Stick fast pitch like started. We had the one event in Long Island, and then there wasn't another event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so I got cut like that like fall, I remember, before going into that season, and then we played one event, and then nothing else happened. And I was like, I was on DK for one event, and then uh, they just had the draft turning at the end of the year. And I was like, wow, that didn't really pan out how you guys hoped, did it? Never does. Never does. Cut and Connor never pans out how they hope. I don't know why. I'm not even that fucking good, bro. I don't have that much talent. To be fair, you had a great run, but... You didn't do anything that with those Winfink guys didn't do either. They've been in the finals before, so it didn't really pan out for anyone. No, but again, that's why I love it because you guys are gonna have yeah, a but, I mean, shit, bro. I got to play in a fucking championship game. I got fucking experience. Hell yeah! Good. No hell yeah! I can't fucking put a price on like I don't, and I'm fucking punching myself fucking or I'm punching air the past three months for not doing shit in that game. Believe me, but shit, at least like I said, it was there, you know? Right. No, I'm with you. Those guys are watching me, not me watching them. There is something to be said about, just like you said, the experience of playing in a game of that magnitude. It definitely is experience that you want yeah, to have. I, I played in two, I made it to back-to-back -back Final Fours for Natties back when I was 17 and 18 years old. And I hadn't been back since. So, I mean, it was like, it, it yeah. was, it, you know, it was fucking that, those games you can't even like compare to anything else. Like, it's just a, on an elevated level, everything. But I mean, honestly, those were the two games where I finally felt the most settled in. I just didn't get a hit. <laughs> so you felt like at the beginning of the tournament, you had a hard time fitting, not fitting in, no, 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 finding no. your Wait, spot. You got you got No, no, not even that, man. I knew my role on that team. Like me and Toast were gonna pass the bat for that fourth spot, whoever was hot. And Toast came. Toast was Toast hit at an elite level all weekend. So like, I had no problem just playing shortstop, fucking giving tips to my pitchers and shit, and fucking making plays like to me that if that was all i did i would be more than happy than that. i just want to win man i really don't care like i i know my worth and i know i can do uh come up with big hits and give us some big innings but at the end of the day like i'm playing with four other dudes who are absolute superstars so that's that's that was the difference to me i knew on that team if i'm the fifth i'm happy to be there as the fifth on with Inc., i felt like it was more disrespectful for me to be treated like a fourth maybe potentially probably fifth half the time I'm all for being like a team guy when it's if it's with good reason, you know. If it's if it's something where I just can't see it, then I'm I'll be the first to say this. Uh, fuck this! I should be out there right now, you know. Right. But I mean, with those four guys and how they played, I was just I'm more than happy fucking standing there, uh, just picking out pitches and being like, "Hey, try this, try this, try this," you know, making a couple plays. Doesn't matter to me. I know I know I bring a lot to the table mentally too, so it doesn't really doesn't really affect me when you're out there regardless even if it's just that you still feel i felt so in the game the couple games where i was just feeling honestly right which is a good thing yeah, you gotta be man if you're not if i'm not hitting or pitching or doing other shit i, I always gotta find another way to another way to make a difference or something 
I agree. I agree with you. And you need you need role players, man. Guys like guys like Lanigan and myself don't just fall off trees, you know. So can I? Let me ask you an off-topic question. Both too much Tito's and Sprite. Is Lanigan a top five player all time? Okay, oh, no. <laughs> Lanigan, <laughs> Lanigan would say no, and I love Lanigan. Lanigan's one of my favorite Wait. guys in the game, but no, <laughs> stop. That's <laughs> just stupid question. It wasn't me. It wasn't me who said that. Was that. Me. that was me. That was me, Connor. That was me. What do you think? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> do you think? Lan I'm not even trying to laugh at it because Lanigan. Lanigan's had an unbelievable career, like a great career, but can't say top five. No. So, so let me let me ask you this: for and this is counting the fast plastics and every every finale tournament that we have at the end it used to be fast plastic. Now it's you whiff whatever it might be. Who is the who is the all time wins leader, pitching wins leader since we since those have been going on going back to you know the late nineties or whatnot? What is it, Lanigan? There you go. Not even close either. I believe that. Well, okay, so, so Lanigan pitched like Lanigan. I mean, I know he was like he would throw a lot more of the big games back in the day, but like when Where I did you get that stat from. He used to, he, that dude would eat four games a tournament and go four and zero. Like he'd throw he'd exactly. win game, two to one or one nothing, four to three, whatever, and they would For just twenty something years. Yeah, yeah. He no, he was incredible. He was in that role. He was absolutely elite. Like that's that's and that's what I'm saying. Though. Like you need guys who can do something that like you you think your best guy your obviously your ace could do, but guys who will just fucking do it at that level consistently like that and know their role. I mean. I remember, I think it was the year they lost in the finals to Doom. Lanigan did that exact thing. He went 4-0, and he gave up, like, one run in every game. And one of them, I think, was a shutout, too. And he was just yep. consistently effective and just let them win with their veteran bats every game. Yep. I mean, that's, I mean it's more a longevity thing. If I'm being yeah, honest I with mean, it, I was kind of – I was saying it for a shock factor at the time. Great, I agree, is, is as you could – make the argument it's as valuable as like you know those guys who throw those huge games at 95 miles per hour for five years he allows them, he allows than them to doing do that. it for 20 you know yep yep exactly that's that's a really good point boomer but still i i, I gotta look at it more so from like an all-around game and like hitting and pitching you know what i mean and like on that level like in big games too like i just like to me it'll always norris will always be the greatest player of all time just from like the effect that dude had on the people he like on the kid that's on the mound just when he got in the box you're horrified when he was like especially when he was in his prime man there's no so, more i think so let, me, let me ask you this because you faced him a million times connor what do you do when you're pitching to him in a big uh, spot what is what is going through your mind on how you're going to get him out when you can't walk him say it's bases loaded how are you going to try and get him out uh he's not going to chase <laughs> Like Prime Norris, I'm walking the run in. I'm literally walking the. It depends who's next, because that the whole team right. You got tie. Yeah. <laughs> I like, mean, I, just for the sake I, of this, you I, have to get him out. Like you, yeah, no, you, get, out. you walk him, you lose. They're, that's the thing. They're so that he can hit off speed too. That's what's fucked up. So I would I would just probably try and pick at the bottom of the zone, not go anywhere near the heart or have anything that's going downwards that he can elevate on. Really, you know, like no drops or screwballs over the heart. Because I know every time, or any, I know any time I've tried to do that, I've gotten burned by Norris in fast pitch. So for me, it's stay low and try and hit spots. Maybe try and get him swinging at one of those low risers if he's geared up for it, and then maybe try and pick a change up somewhere if I pick the right spot, but. Other than that, yeah, just really try and hit a couple spots and pray. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. He, he was he was just he doesn't give in either. That's what was really, really tough about him in his prime. Like you knew anything over the zone, he was gonna mash, but he wasn't gonna give you any strikes.
Let me uh, let me ask you this one too. This is kind of uh, goes with wiffle ball, but per, but you're young, crew, 26. You got a ways to go. But is there anything in however long you've been playing now, 10 something years, that you would do differently, or that you've learned that you wish you knew when you were younger that you would do differently now? Um, that's a tough one. I know. I asked the tough questions here. Huh? <laughs> Maybe take care of your arm. See, I, 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 that's the first thing that popped in my head. I felt like that was too easy of an answer. And I'm also, I'm one of those dudes, like I might've had like a year or two where my arm was a little shitty, but I've never had like that, you know, potentially career ending or like, you gotta hang it up for a year or two type of damage to my arm. So like, I've been, in my opinion, I've been as fortunate as anyone because I've just thrown since I was 12 so fucking much. So it's like, I don't think that's, that's something I would really change. I think if anything, throwing that much and getting through it and being able to still do it now has probably helped me if anything, just because it's yeah. so mileage and innings and met like mental just data you can throw in your head really of so many different like sequences and things you can try but i'd probably say i wish i would have taken like hitting more seriously when i was younger so that like by the time i'm here now like mechanically i can be more sound um I, like I, you I improved I a decent amount i remember you i mean if i'm wrong about this but when you were younger i don't think you could really hit oh, that it, goal, was, right? it was ugly it was i looked i i was like half stepping out it was awful man i had the worst ugliest mechanics in the world but i mean they're, they're still man i'm still sloppy like it my my stance and the way i hit doesn't make sense like for yard it translates great in yard i'll hit i'll hit a single every fucking at bat man I'll, I'll lead the league in singles every year if i want to i swear i could every year but fast pitch, like you, you know, you get it's a different type of sw like it, you really got to get the barrel out there and you know get it on a line rather than just try. Like I can't really just try and push ground balls like I can in yards. So I think my my stance slash swing doesn't work as well as I'd like it to for fast pitch. It's more uh, like a straight hitter like stance, which like works great for yard. Two, you got any uh you got any questions or anything for uh for Mister Connor here? Uh, I don't have any questions, but you talking about playing all the time since you were 12 reminds me of, yeah, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago when you came and stayed at my house for, what, three, four days, and we just played fast pitch all day, every day for four straight days. Those were great times, bro. <laughs> I'm surprised that we both had arms after that, to be honest. Yeah, seriously, man. Fucking, that's that's the thing though when you're 12 man you we could throw i remember you and me both would go out and throw every day we go every day and then talk about our bullpens <laughs> like that's, that's 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 what's like the one thing like that was uh really cool about that era. i mean that time of picking up wiffle balls like we just had so much time to throw so much and you learn so much back. like i learned more in those first like five years of like getting into wiffle ball than i have in the last actually that's not fair i think but like more so just about like like the the stuff like scuffing and pitching like that stuff i think i picked up a lot more just really early because you just dive into it hard when you're that 12 year old kid yeah and especially back then for that i don't know five year span i feel like there were so many young kids our age on youtube that like you know they wanted to be just like steffi and it was so easy to like message people on that platform back then. Hey, you and me are two of the only survivors from that youtube that's yet. what i mean I mean, but I there used to be I so many on youtube what, yeah, but you weren't you weren't one of the guys. <laughs> buddy, I, buddy, I was I was wild whiffler. <laughs> you weren't. Oh, no, dude, me and two, me and two were like the guys, bro. Just relax, all right? <laughs> but no, Steph, I'll, I'll calm Steph, down. Like, Steph, he just his YouTube page, man, was just inspirational for all of us. Like that got so many kids, like from like when we were twelve, like twelve to fifteen year olds, or like ten to fifteen year olds, just on YouTube, like throwing up videos every other day like kind of almost like a competition in the sense he's got a little part of like 
all the pitchers around our time. He's got a little part in teaching all of us how to pitch. We all have a little bit of like Steffi mechanics somehow, whether it's the way we hold the pitch, the way we step. There's something small yeah, that we got from watching. Yeah, there's stuff, there's stuff I've picked up like that. I got introduced to by Steffi that I still use to this day. I mean, nice. honestly, like, I'm not even, like, the biggest fan of the guy at this point. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I still do respect and got mad love for what he, you know, introduced me to and helped me with along the way. I'll say that. Well, and I think it. I've said this before. Like, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. There were so many times that I, as an annoying 13-year-old kid, would message him with questions about whiffs, and he never was annoyed always answered was always kind like i always will appreciate that and i'm sure i wasn't the only one that got that kind of treatment no for sure man i did too as a kid growing up it was shit definitely really appreciate that from but like i said man i you know you get older and you know you realize things. so i mean we've had our disagreements lately but at the end of the day definitely still do have respect for at least him helping out back then um let me ask you this connor what is, uh, what would you consider to, because Babs had an amazing highlight when he was on. What is the highlight of your career thus far? Best moment or whatever that you want to. It's a tough one, man. Um, I mean, uh, I'd pro I, I mean, I, I feel like it can't be something where I didn't win. So I'd probably, I'd probably just say like the years we won them all, like uh, with that Earl team, like myself and Jordan. Um, I'd even say like that run with the Phenoms this year. It was just a, it was an incredible run. Like that was just awesome to be a part of too. I wish we would have got it done, obviously. But just from like a pure like being into it standpoint and like enjoying yourself, I mean, that's up there too. But I'd say, I'd probably say those two years we won them all just because of how rewarding it felt. Um, especially the first year because we were kind of shit like in the water for most of the year. We chopped our t or we cut half. I cut half the team like halfway through the year. <laughs> swapped up the roster. Gotten through the wild card tournament in, like an eleven inning game with the fucking meats, and then had to play two three game series. Beat the Jugs after losing the first game, then beat the Ridley kids after losing the first game, and I bombed low off this. We won that in three, so that was pro that's probably it. All right, so uh, qu this question is for everybody. Um, I think it's a pretty good one, especially since we've been cutting. Uh, you guys have all been cut 87 times, including myself. Um, Connor, we'll start with you, then we'll go around We'll go around to everybody. If you had to pick one ride-or-die teammate, you can only have one teammate for the rest of your career in whiffs, who are you picking and why? Uh, Jordan, easily. Uh, he's, he's just, the, like, I mean... I've played with him so much and I just have such a good like I like feel for his game and know like he's always just full throttle he's the most like contagious teammate I've ever had I think like the whole team feels out like what he's you know how he's going so it's like him just as a competitor and not even talking talent he's just he's like the full the full package I think in my opinion okay fair uh, enough I'm gonna be a little bit of a hypocrite because Connor texted me before this and said that we do too much kissing ass of each other on this podcast, which is true. I agree. I agree, Connor. I agree. But, but I got to say, Tui's Connor. my all-time teammate. He's my all-time teammate. Connor made a good point earlier. I was hopping from team to team. And in the last four years, I've had one consistent teammate, and it's been Tui. And it will pretty much always be Tui. As long as he wants to play with me, we'll play together. It's his choice. So he's always, <laughs> he's always riding for me, right or wrong. He's with me. He's supporting me. That's my dog. So, Tui, don't leave me. I appreciate that, Hess. You've come <laughs> a long way. 
Tui, can you say someone other than Hav? Yeah, yeah. Say, say say someone other than me. To, to end yeah. this kiss ass festival, please. I mean, speaking of kiss ass festivals, I'm taking Maddie Griffin. <laughs> oh my god, really? I yeah, absolutely. Oh, god, Maddie is he is literally like an older brother to me. He has always been a fantastic teammate in person in my eyes, and you know something like a little detail as far as. You know striking out and saying sorry and him yelling at me to apologize for apologizing because you know <laughs> he knows you care and you want to win you don't want to strike out that type of teammate is priceless you know i think that you and maddie had a really great relationship and maddie was able to do that to you but in all aspects of the game besides you and dnap i think he is one of the worst teammates ever Wow. On and off, no the way, field. Wow. On and no off the way, dude. No way. On and off the field, he is just. You're right. He's a good teammate. You're just bitter. What the fuck up. I'm not. I'm not bitter. Me and Maddie. You know me and Maddie. This sounds like sour grapes. Me and Maddie have completely. Me and Maddie have completely squashed our beef. We are cool. But I'll never forget being his teammate in Texas before he even cut me when we were all cool. And it was a miserable time from the time we started to the hotel room to. Every single thing he did was just horrible. And I just remember leaving that before they even cut me. I remember being like, I never want to play on this guy's team ever again. I fucking love Marty. <laughs> before they cut me. <laughs> Bridge, you haven't spoke much, man. Who, who's your ride or die? So, I mean, currently it's Jeff, but if no, I, it's not Jeff. If, Someone other than, yeah, other I know, than but him. Other than him, I would have to go with Ty. I mean, I feel like we're kind of very similar in the way we play, the way we hit. And, like, we're not always, like, the ace of our team. We're always kind of, like, that second ace almost, kind of the inning eater, but, like, can always come up with, like, the big hit. Like, that's – I mean, I kind of feel like I model my hitting style almost after him. So that's who I have to pick. Interesting. That's a good nice. pick. I love that's it. a good one. It's a good pick. Boomer, how about you? Oh, boy. Um, now, like just now, having fun at 41 years old, or who I would have picked in my oh, plane? Oh, no, no. All time. We went all time. You go all time. <clears throat> all time. Oh, this is painful. Because uh, This is painful to admit. Um, but uh, I will take Pat Leahy um, every single day of <laughs> choice on oh, Sunday. I, that's, that annoys great the fuck pick. out of me to say it, because I hate him half the fucking time, and he's going to be on there. <laughs> <one of them. laughs> but... If, I mean, hey, it, it is what it is. Um, I'm just kidding. He, he's also one of my favorites. I mean, me and him have been best friends to enemies uh, over the course of 20 years. Much like me and Maddie Griff that was mentioned earlier, too. But, yeah, if I, if I needed one guy to win a game, g- give me Pat, and uh, I'll, I'll take my chances. You'll win a game, and you'll have a great time, though. Exactly. That, too. Like, that, too. Hilarious, man. That, too. Yeah, he really that is. Too. Great guy. Um. All right, anything tabs? You got to have more. You had questions? Did you answer? Ask all your questions, or uh, you you got more? Uh, that was I had that my big one for Connor was the whole whiff ink uh, story because obviously I heard a lot of rumblings and I heard a couple different sides of the story that weren't his, and I've been a part of some big whiffle rumors, so I like to go straight to the source, and I'm glad that Connor came on here and said his piece and. Now we kind of have a different side of the story that most people, I would bet most people don't ask Connor what happened. They ask the other people. So it's probably good that yeah. Connor got his side out here. Too. Like I'm not trying to sway anyone's like opinion. Exactly. And you didn't. And you didn't. I'm more so just like trying to put people, like 
trying to put you guys in my frame of mind when that stuff went down like there's a lot i feel like there's a like i could go like there's a lot more detail that probably goes into it that i just kind of like oh. scraped over like didn't really talk about but like that that shit doesn't really matter that much and it's, it would just be way too much and way too like much, too much like rambling to go yeah. through. but Same. i could go into the end of the day yeah oh. just you know i felt i felt slighted so i just you know do what i do no, and Connor, I appreciate that, man, because one of the things like when I heard, you know, all the beefs and going on is I always try and put myself in like your shoes and say, what what are you thinking? Why are you saying this, acting this way? Whatever. Same thing with Habs. And we mean Habs are going back and forth last week. I always try and put myself in that person's shoes to understand where they're coming from. Um, so I appreciate you coming on and, you know, kind of being just straight up with everything that's uh that's a rarity in this world. So, so yeah, well, thank you for me. Is like I and I get that, too, that a lot of people like aren't like going wrong a lot of people didn't really ask me for my side and like i totally get that too because i'm usually the one who like you people look at that situation and they're like all right it's connor it's all connor but like yeah. i i would i don't think i'd be crazy to say like both parties were wrong at certain points of that whole situation yeah like a lot of shit could have been handled differently in my opinion on both ends and it's a lot of it's on me too but yeah and i, I would like to say i feel i felt the same way about the voodoo situation i'm happy you said that connor like I can totally admit for what I did wrong, but they also did a lot wrong too. So it's good that you got your side of the story out, you know? And people were definitely confused when they looked at the roster and you were on the phenoms all of a sudden. Because when do, when was that change officially made? Great, great, great for a storyline, you know? When, when uh, was that? Like, was it the like Literally day? 20 minutes, probably 20 minutes after I got cut from Whip Inc., I was on the Phenoms. Like, within five minutes, uh, I was on the phone with Jordan. Um, when did you get cut? I, it was like was it the week of? I think it was, like, literally the Sunday before. Wow. Um, yeah, so, that happened. I was on the golf course, too. I was fucking hammered. I was trashed. Like, I, I blacked out that night, too. It was hilarious. Actually, it wasn't. Um, was there uh, was there any fear in your mind that you, if so let's say you never called Jordan that didn't work out was there any fear in your mind that shit I might not get on a team no that never like no you knew it somehow you were gonna I, knew I was allowed on a team and I I like, don't get me wrong a lot of people might have that one or two guys on the team that's like yeah I don't know about this but like I I know I could make an impact on m many like multiple teams that needed a guy there was there was a few teams I had in mind had Jordan not uh and the phenoms not panned out but i mean jordan and i have such a great track record together and like me knowing that i would have a certain role in that team like it was just kind of the perfect fit right yeah it made sense yeah like it's me and jordan have a good partnership and anytime anytime we play together we have success so it's all panned out for the better connor so if jordan's team jordan and the phenoms had five players who was the next call that you were going to make like what was the next like two teams or next team in line for you to go to it's some of it's a blur but i'm trying to even think who else was like uh, i don't want to like i don't want to like put out any conversations i have with anyone else like pro like you know what i mean prior to that all happening but like uh i can't remember if you guys had five or not but i remember gary had reached out and talked to me a little bit about uh 603 so like that probably would have been uh, someone i reached out to seen what your guys deal was but what uh, yeah dude get the fuck out of here gary yeah, reached out to you about 603 you're full of shit hey bro i'm telling you <laughs> telling you what i was uh with. that's all man why would i why why like i said i didn't even want to like put any conversation gary and i had out there i would you asked what 
Uh, oh, oh Gary, so, Gary will come on. He'll come on and explain himself. Yeah, and like, don't, you know, that's this isn't me trying to like throw Gary under the bus either. I feel bad. I even like just leaked that. Who is he gonna cut? Who is oh, he gonna cut? Oh, see, oh fuck! See, you guys did have five. Fuck, man! I didn't even put that together. No, but Gary probably was gonna cut himself or Don's, right? He's gonna. Have, those are one of the two that would have to have gone. Oh man! Right? I just blew up the team. Ah. <laughs> 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 that's mad funny i'm so I'm just cutting people that aren't but even honest listen team. i don't even yo he could have he listen he could have been recruiting me for the fucking b team for all i know bro. i don't know all i know that's actually true we had a brief conversation even though i, I think i am deserving of an a team offer um we had we just had a brief conversation and it ended quickly in the sense of like the idea of me going that direction because i was already aligned and playing with kenny styles and uh the rest of Earl slash with Ink, you know. So it didn't. Hunter, we need a fifth. We need a fifth on the B team this year, man. If you want to join me and uh, Lee, Dons, and Gary, I, know I think he's all set. I think he was on a team that. Come was on. Team. I gotta team ask does, him though. That team does sound like shot. a blast. Though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think that's blast, a B team. You know? Honestly, you guys, you guys want to come down to uh, Long Island? I'll, I'll not play with Bob and my guys for a day and jump on that. Done. Done. <laughs> Fucking yeah, no, nah, I'm already uh I'm already in for Earl from all next year. I think uh I'm gonna be doing some ECW next year too. That is Hell yeah. ECW keeps growing, bro, and it's getting bigger and it's US rules, bro. It's unreal. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Mall's my home. Like it's it's closer obviously for one and it's just uh you know, they I've always had I'll always be just the biggest supporter of the cooks, man, regardless of what anyone says. Like someone's good to you from the start and they've had your back, you know, it's kinda of, and they've put out the most like such a consistent product. It's hard for me not to back those guys and always be there. But I definitely want to come play some three strike and get some innings in and some at bats because it is a little it's a different game, man. Like it's different it's a different mindset in the box, those three strikes, as opposed to those two. Connor, I got one last question for you. Then we we're at our fifty minute limit mock here and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh yeah. if you can make one rule change in wiffle ball, let's just call it for like UFs, just since that's kind of the generic tournament. What what would you change and why? Um I would change I think maybe the ground ball rules were like if you uh okay um actually no I'm, uh, never mind i'm not gonna go with the boring one. i'm gonna make a way more fucking controversial controversial uh rule change it's not really a rule as much but it's uh it's the field we play on for the finals well i'm gonna get some someone's gonna hate me for this i hate that field like with with like everything in my heart i hate that field i think it's like a like it's the best one viewership wise to sit and watch the game, but it's the most dangerous and like tough to play from a player's standpoint. Um, I like they try and do their best with the sob there near the infield, but it's like really hard to like keep that level and not roll an ankle if you're a guy who kind of falls off the mound, which we saw Jordan do in the finals. And I, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like that fence out there is a death trap too because it's that short wall with the cement on the top of the padding, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they're screening in front of it, but, like, if you go back hard enough, like, you could very well slam your head on it. So that... Well, that, that almost killed you, like, two years ago. Oh, yeah. I, dude, I, my back was fucked for, like, a year after that. Like, I, I luckily, I'm good now, but, like, I was not the same for, like, a while after that. But that was just... That's that warning track, too. And, like, I guess I'm being selfish in a lot of these because they're just, like, personal experiences that I've had on that field and teammates have had on that field. But I've just seen it play, like, a factor and, like, just seen people take some tough, tough falls and roll tough ankles on there. So... I don't know, man. I love it for like a viewership perspective. It's like the perfect thing with the box up there for the stream and everything. It's just, it's so tough to play on that field. 
It really is. I just, I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, committee. I love the committee and all those guys. They work so <laughs> fucking hard. I feel so, uh, God damn it. They, nah, they, man. That's, that's, they gotta hear it. Yeah, no, that's that's just the honest, like, player opinion, you know? And I, yeah, that's the other thing, too. A lot of those guys will respect that. It's just I never want to seem like I'm shitting on that tournament because that tournament is nothing like what we, you know, grew up having, like, our generation, at least. And the Golden Stick Opens were sick, too. But we, you know, this 40-team minor league stadium tournament is just unbelievable. We're all real lucky to have it. I do have to say, though, from a viewership standpoint on that field, because so many guys leave, like before the championship game happens and there are so many seats in the outfield mm -hmm. on video it does look kind of sad like when you're watching oh this is the final championship match and there's like some scattered players in the stands do you get what i mean yeah, like yeah. as yeah, opposed I, I to a different field with tons of guys surrounding the sidelines yeah, so you know? what i will say though is it almost did seem like this year i mean it might just be because i was on the field this time in the finals but like it did seem like there that lower bowl was a little more filled than usual and i think part of that too is probably the weather like it didn't rain yes. this so like from like the batter's eye like there it was you know it was a good amount of people out there from like just seeing like the past few events like there's oh, definitely more sunday but, ran good time sunday they got the championship they started playing the championship at a good time i was there for most of the championship oh, that like what was that like a 2 p.m start or something like that yeah just, it was a, when you, the, when you just do elite eight on like that's i love just elite yeah. eight that's how it should be because like that's where like when you like i remember watching the yard work doc for the first time and i think it was landing and said it like if you got to sunday you really earned it and i feel like the elite eight like if you're there like that's like you really did earn that like the right to play sunday it's like an exclusive thing you know when that big saturday night game you play sunday and like any of those teams have a shot that's how you know like you're really really in that tournament because you're three games away you're 15 innings away. i'd either i'd be i would even go one step further i thought it was absolutely unreal when fast plastic just did the final four made yeah it. I, I i mean like that was yeah, sick. i think it worked just knowing like there was only four teams left you know yeah, i think that works but i think you got to find a balance between having people you want to have it, right they only have four four then you're gonna have, have a lot of teams that lost that night go home or not even go to the field someday you know what i mean and they only had 16 teams where you, the Cooks and United Whiff will have 44. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it's a lot easier to cut down to it's a lot easier to cut down to 8 than 4. I mean, they finished those sweet 16 games at like midnight the last one finished or something like that that uh Hurricanes game which was nuts, but which is also sick. Those are some of the best games ever that no one no one's else is there to watch except for like 10 people, but these guys are just playing for their season at like 11:30 at night. That was <laughs> sick. That was sick. Second year, I think it was. What the the Canes game? No, I'm talking about no, last, last year. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the Texas here when they were all playing the Knights. No, I think, okay. I think okay. you were with the Magellan. I know we're running out of time here, but that format was just dog shit in Texas. Like, let's play, let's play bracket play, and then let's let's do two pools, and then potentially have teams with a tied record. One of them go home. I thought that was fucking awful. Um, and I, I mean, I I, I think See, that I disagree. Was I kind of liked it. Nah, I I dude, imagine if like you had three teams go one and one and one and then you're just going home off run diff and it's it's just i think it just really took a lot away from like strategy of like like yeah that you do have to, i mean you still have to strategize obviously but I, I just love the traditional get your ace as far as you can fresh and not like you didn't know what you were going for in those three games at times you know what i mean you didn't know like do we need to do this do we need you know what i mean it was just the uncertainty of those that format i didn't love i like being able to somewhat kind of have a game plan you know it was a little harder to do that with that yeah, I, I, get I get you. I get you.
All right, I man. love um, early, that early stage. I like that, like win three before you lose three. I'm always, always love that style. Hell yeah. Twos, halves, bridge. Anything, uh, anything else for our man uh, Connor? You want to close it out. Yeah. No, I'm just. You guys got anything else to to say or anything like that? No, I'm good. Thanks for coming on, Connor. Connor, thanks, brother. This is uh, this has been our best one yet. I mean, we've only got eight of them deep, but uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for speaking your mind. No, thank you um, for having me, man. Glad we could talk. Yeah. If you guys ever need a return favor on the end to come on yours or something, just give us uh, one of us a holler, I'm sure. Boom. Anyone. I'm calling anyone yeah. from here to join the Scumcast for a pod. It's you, bro. All right, man. <laughs> you, just, you let me know when. Time and place. Yeah, What's that? All right, boys. You guys have a good night. We'll uh, We'll do it again next week.